0: is up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of Drive for Show, the FS for Doe here on Roto Grinders. We've got another golf tournament this week, the Farmers Insurance Open at Tory Pines. I am Justin Van zuden aka STL Cardinals '84, here uh, to uh, guide the ship for you over the next 45 minutes or so. And uh, you know, we've got uh, what many would consider kind of the kickoff of the PGA Tour season this week with. Uh, Tory Pines and uh, you know a, a well-known renowned golf course this week so I'll bring in my co-host Mr. Derek Farnsworth aka Notorious Hanodo you ready to roll this week what's going on
1: yeah ready to roll hate the Amex man uh, what a waste of a tournament but no uh, just kidding I just uh, I can't get it right uh, those those events where we have three courses I just never have any success uh, and I didn't see the Hudson Swafford victory coming um, you know I had a couple guys there at the top I had Farner and uh, a couple of others, and then uh, they kind of fell apart there on Sunday. So forgettable uh, week for me, but we had uh, some great football. That was a lot of fun to watch, and now we get uh, one of the best tournaments of the year, at least uh, of the start of the year, and then we get it uh, starting tomorrow. So it starts Wednesday morning, and uh, yeah, they're doing it so that they don't compete with the NFL, which I think brilliant by them. Uh, I think that's uh, awesome, and it gives us another day uh, to sweat. Uh, I guess helps the week go by a little faster.
0: Yeah, it's got me confused on days. I, I, I keep forgetting what day of the week it is because golf starts tomorrow. And uh, I don't know, it just throws me off a little bit. It is a smart strategy by the PGA Tour to do that, though. Um, you know, why compete with the NFL when you don't have to, especially after those football games last week. So uh, good planning by them. And uh, and we'll see how, uh, how the golf goes this week at uh, uh, what is generally a, a tougher course. But as for last week, I mean, I ended up, I ended up with the the six to six percentage and granted there was only one round after the cut, but, uh, the six to six percentage was like 3% and the five of six percentage was like 10%. And I had 7% six to six in a hundred lineups and 31% five of six. And I got like 45% of my buy-ins back, uh, after being way overweight on five of six and six of six lineups. So I just didn't have anybody at the top, man. It was just, uh, uh, messed up leaderboard for the most part. You saw a few guys make runs on Sunday, but I didn't have any Swafford and all the guys that were up there prior to Sunday, I didn't have any of them either. So uh, I'm with, you know, a waste of a golf tournament or whatever you said.
1: And to make it even worse, my main man, Brian Harmon comes in third. I mean, <laughs> come on. i uh, been telling this guy for years. Uh, and we even had a listener, you know, reach out to me and say, Hey, it's Brian Harmon birthday week find out he was born 3 days before me uh same year so uh and I still didn't play him um so yeah that one hurt so just got to play Harmon every week I guess
0: well uh, we uh you say that though and then he'll go back into one of his ruts but he's streaky you know maybe he's going to go on a roll a little now for about uh, 10 tournaments in a row like he did uh, last year so uh we shall see but uh, we got a much deeper field this week uh more fun event and a more challenging golf course i mean i don't know about you but it seems like the last 20 tournaments have all been birdie fest, headed back to the fall swing.
1: Yeah, uh, I'm excited uh, to get a tougher uh, tournament this this week for sure.
0: <laughs> so we've got Torrey Pines. Uh, we've got uh, two courses in play once again, the north course and the south course. The north course, uh, your golfers will just play one round on that course prior to the cut. Uh, and then that just helps with the daylight, limited daylight hours this time of year. And then the uh, South course will host uh, both rounds after the uh, the cut. So uh, as usual, why don't you tell the people a little bit about the venue this week?
1: Yeah, so I'll focus more on the South course because uh, they will be playing it for the three rounds. Uh, very long course, longest on the PGA Tour. It's a par 72, nearly 7,800 yards uh, after the renovation they did for the U.S. Open. Uh, and it's going to be difficult. Uh, each of the three of the last four years, it's been top eight in difficulty. The fairways are tough to hit. The greens are tough to hit. Scrambling's difficult around these parts. And the greens, they're tricky. They're slow, but they are uh, Poa Nua grass. So a lot of golfers are going to be perplexed uh, by why <laughs> their balls are bouncing around the greens. Um, the north course is a lot easier. It's a lot shorter. Um, it actually features bent grass greens. So if you're looking at any putting splits, uh, I'd maybe go with a bent Poa mix. Um, and we don't have any shot link data from there. But uh, for the most part, you want to be long off the tee here. You want to be good with your long irons. You want to be good around the greens and you want to putt well. Uh, basically, if you're like John Rom, you should probably uh, play well at Torrey Pines or Tiger Woods. Uh, he's got an excellent track record uh, here as well. But yeah, I think a solid all-around game. Good tee to green never hurts. Uh, and this is one of those weeks where uh, definitely looking for the Bombers. You'll see a couple guys like Brant Snedeker pop up. Uh, with some good course history, but uh, for me, it's all bombers. What about you? Yeah, I generally
0: play the bomber angle here as well, though, you know, it's worth noting that uh, what Reed and Leishman have won the last two years here. Is that right? Or at least two of the last years That three. is correct.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, uh, you know, again, if you got a lights out all around game or you bring the putter, you can contend, but generally over the years, uh, we've seen the bombers uh, be the the better plays uh, on these two tracks, and given how long the South Course, how long the South Course is, uh, that's no surprise. So I'm with the tee to green angle, uh, strokes gained off the tee, and those sort of things more so than the, uh, you know, putting or the the around the green game this week as well. I'm with you. All
1: right, Well, right. Let's get into. it. We got a good field.
0: Yeah, we got a really strong field this week. So it starts with Rom at the top. Um, there was some audio going around the uh, social media about, uh, he got caught with a hot mic uh, saying this is just a effing putting contest or something like that, which, I mean, wasn't it strange that given that tournament in the field, like, what did he play last week for? Like he had to know that's what was going to be going into it.
1: Yeah, uh, I don't know. I think he had won there before, so maybe he felt the obligation to go back. And and he played uh, a couple weeks before that. Maybe it was a week before that. So maybe he's just gearing up for this week. Well, let me tell
0: you, Jordan Spieth and Bryson DeChambeau both won the John Deere Classic. And after their obligatory (laughs) appearance the following year, none of them have ever felt the need to come back. So
1: It might have been a sponsored thing with the Pro-Am. I don't know.
0: Could be, and I mean the Amex is probably a little more, a little more prestigious than the John Deere. Anyway, what do you mean?
1: That's your, that's your. Uh, I know it's my Niger. event,
0: but it was so predictable. The one year that Bryson won, he came back the next year, and of course, the John Deere is usually the week before the open, uh, the open championship. And so Bryson came back the next year. He was like three over through eight, and he withdrew with a back injury or something after like eight or nine holes, and uh, and he's never been seen again around the John Deere. So uh, it's the way of the world when the young guns end up you know, making it, they, uh, they don't want to come there anymore. So that's generally the case with the Amex as well. But, uh, you saw Ron there last week and he wasn't happy. Um, don't think I would have wanted to be his amateur partner right around that time. But, uh, anyway, this should be a golf course that is more suited to his game and it shows in his results. So, uh, we'll leave him in a tier of his own cause he's above 11 K on DraftKings. And he's also projected to be the highest owned golfer in the field by about five percent. So, big question: What do you do with Rom this week? I
1: want to play Rom. Uh, he is in a tier of his own in my model as well. Uh, he's got you know ten percentage points higher than the next closest guy, which is Justin Thomas. But I don't like the six K range at all this week on DraftKings. On FanDuel, I think you just lock Rom in. Uh, the pricing is a little bit more soft over there. You can fit him in without having to sacrifice the bottom of your lineup. Uh, for single entry anyway. Uh, DraftKings, man, I'm having a hard time getting Rom with other guys that I like. So uh, single entry, I may not start there, but he will be one of my higher own guys, especially in MME. Just so good here. Uh, he's got the win back in 2017. I believe it was his first PGA Tour win. Then he got his first major win here last summer. So he clearly loves the place. He always plays well in California. He's been in good form coming off of a second and then you know, top 15 last week, despite complaining the whole time. Um, every putty he missed, he just couldn't believe it. It was always the holes far, holes fart, f- fault. <laughs> <laughs> tongue, tongue The holes may
0: have farted too. We yeah. don't know.
1: So uh, yeah, it's everyone's fault but his. Um, so I think he's a he's a strong play this week. If you're looking for you know different guys up here, you can pretty much play anyone besides JT and get a nice um, you know ownership edge. I like Xander quite a bit. He's uh, from the area. I think he grew up playing Tory Pines. Didn't have a great track record here until last year. Came second. He's one of those guys. He does everything well. Um, kind of fits the bill of what I'm looking for this week. Hideki coming off of two wins in his last three starts. I don't know what to do with him. He'll probably be low-owned because people hate playing the guy coming off the win. JT's been great. Four top fives in his last five events. So you could certainly look his way. The guy I don't love is Justin er, Dustin Johnson. I just don't know where he's at right now. We haven't seen him since October. And when we did see him last, his irons were off, uh, you know, his last five events. So um, do you have a preference besides ROM up in the 10K range?
0: Yeah, I I like Berger, I think, um, you know, especially when you factor in the ownership, because when you look at the numbers over like the last four to six months, depending on how you split the rounds out, Uh, Berger, first in approach, second in ball striking, third in tee to green, second in total strokes gain. Most of the the spots where he's second is only behind Rom, So really tough to argue with the way he's played over the last six to 10 months. Uh, But the ownership is down because A, he's 10K, and B, he's missed a cut the last two times he's played here, and he he doesn't play here too often. So um, I'm willing to buy into the fact that he's simply better all around on all surfaces now than he was, you know, three, four years ago. And uh, he's going to be the lowest stone of the bunch. So I like Berger in, uh, in GPPs. Um, I, I will have exposure to all of them probably, um, except for maybe DJ. I, I don't think you need him uh, just until we see something from him. But uh, Berger probably my favorite, and, uh, and maybe JT and Shoffley after that.
1: I like the Berger call. Uh, you mentioned it. Like, the, the course history isn't great, but he played well at the U.S. Open – and uh, just been so good um, lately. It also has a win at Pebble. So, yeah, I like Burger uh, as a pivot too.
0: All right. Uh, if you are wondering how you can uh, chat along with us, we are in the free Roto Grinders Discord the live stream chat channel and uh, it's a free channel free uh, discord server for those of you who are roto grinders members you don't have to be premium subscribers so you can go to roto slash discord get into the uh, chat and we are in the live stream chat channel uh, for the show so uh, you can ask your questions along in there and we really love uh chatting along and and interacting with you guys so uh hop in there if you want and uh you know what we can uh, we can get you a deal if you're interested in signing up for roto grinders premium you can get the single sport or the combo package uh to get anything that suits uh, kind of the sports you like to play for dfs so uh, we'll have our producer drop a link in the chat that live stream chat channel and you can get uh, 10 bucks off your first month if you decide to give it a try so Gregorius the Wise is always ask, is already asking if I have uh, love for Doug Gim this week. That's a, a question that just doesn't need an answer. I almost tagged him back when Gim birdied the first hole last week, but uh, decided maybe that was a little too early. But uh, before we get into it, uh, we do have Anon asking a quick question, uh, maybe looking to get into to more golf. He said he threw a couple lineups in last week, focusing on the stack the easy course strategy, which I think, Makes sense if you're doing showdown lineups. Obviously, in this tournament, each golfer gets one round on the north course and one round on the south course before the cut. So it's not like there's an inherent advantage. Uh, But, uh, Noto, I presume if you're playing showdown for round one and round two, you want to stack those lineups with the the north uh, course golfers.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think if I end up playing showdown the first two rounds, I'll probably have zero exposure to the guys that play the south course, you know, there will be a few that, uh, you know, pop in the optimal uh, over the course of the two days. But um, just the odds are um, you're going to see most of the guys at the north course, north course uh, be better. I think the there's some kind of stat that if you don't uh, shoot, at, shoot under par at the north course, you have basically no shot of winning this event. So it's definitely the easier of the two. Uh, I think it plays two strokes easier on average or, or something like that.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I think maybe that gap has narrowed a little bit. They uh, did some renovations around that course uh, maybe three years ago that uh, have narrowed the gap a little bit on the uh, north course and the south course. But the north course still plays uh, significantly uh, easier for the most part. So definitely want to do that if you're playing showdown lineups. All right. Uh, let's move into the uh, the 9K range where it's a little more difficult to find guys to absolutely love. Uh, when you take in, the, you know, you got uh, M, Spieth, Kepka, guys who maybe haven't been in their tippy-top form of late. Um, but, you know, Leishman right at 9K. Uh, let's see, Bryson. All these guys are at like 9%, 8 7% owned. No real chalk in this range outside of maybe Zalatoris at 16%. Maybe Sam Burns at 14%. But real dispersion in the ownership. And you, I think you're going to see most people – Maybe try to prioritize ROM a little bit. And if you do that, that does make it difficult to get guys in the 9K range. So uh, how are you attacking this range?
1: So my first core uh, play tag of the week is Tony Fee. Now, um, It's just hard not to like him this week. Look at his results the last five years. Fourth, sixth, 13th, sixth, second. He always plays well on the West Coast, always plays well in California. Uh, ended up making the cut last week after – uh, look, looking like he was going to miss the cut um, with a few holes left on Saturday. Really good putter on Poe and Bent Greens, uh, which is kind of surprising since we don't think of him you know, as a good putter. He's also very good around the greens. So uh, I really like the spot for Finau. He is going to be popular, but he's fifth in my model and he's the you know 14th most expensive guy on the board. So uh, yeah, give me all the Finau this week. I like Burns. He's just one of those guys that um, awesome in every facet of his game. Uh, we talked about it earlier. I like the all-around uh, game here at Torrey Pines. I think Zala Torres is interesting. His ball striking is just so good that um, he really gets a good, big benefit at these courses that are tough for everybody. Uh, we have seen him play well at the U.S. Open, at the Masters, some of the other tough tracks as well. Um, so those will be my top three in the range. Not going to be on Speed, not going to be on Brooks, uh, not going to be on Sungjae. I do think Bryson is interesting, though. If you remember at the U.S. Open, he made the turn to the back nine and, you know, we thought he had it in the bag and he just absolutely fell apart. Um, he hit it up uh, by that beer box on the par five. Um, and it, it was awesome to watch. But uh, if you want a bomber narrative, I mean, there's few guys on tour that can hit as far as Bryson and it doesn't look like he's going to be very popular. So I think he's an interesting MME guy.
0: Yeah. I like him this week. I think he's a really strong tournament play. Uh, pretty, uh, pretty high ceiling and a pretty low, pretty uncomfortably low. Uh, floor, but uh, if you want to stomach some of that risk, uh, I'll get myself some Bryson this week. I think we'll, uh, we'll see how much, but uh, I do like him in GPPs as well. Um, Zalatoris is the other guy I tagged up in my article, just super consistent, and he's already proven like there's this kind of unspoken narrative that the younger guys, you know, they'll come dominate some of these birdie fests, but uh, they'll struggle when, uh, you know, when it gets to, to be some of these harder courses, but we've seen him play well in a couple majors seventh at this event last year. So, uh, Zalatoris all told outside of, you know, Finao who I agree with your take on, I think Zalatoris is, uh, Zalatoris and Bryson are my picks in, uh, in GPPs.
1: So, and you know, you're not going to try to talk me into speed. No, no speed for me. Uh, we haven't seen him for quite a while when we did his irons weren't very good. <laughs> we know the off the tee is not going to be very good. So, Maybe he's been grinding on his game. Maybe not. Uh, I'll take a wait and see approach with Spieth. Uh, probably wait till the Texas swing, um, right before the Masters. That's usually when he kind of kicks it into gear. But I do like Leishman at 9K. It doesn't look like the ownership's going to be too bad. Been in really good form. Um, he's coming off of uh, you know two top tens in his last five starts, making a lot of cuts. He's won here before, and accuracy doesn't matter all that much here. Um, he's pretty much solid everywhere else. So I like Leishman a lot too.
0: Yeah, uh, he's a uh, type of type of course that you don't necessarily think of him as the elite play, but uh, when you look at let's see, 18th, first, 43rd, eighth, and 20th, the last five years at this event, so pretty hard to argue with those numbers in general if you're into uh, in, you're into course history. So, anything else above 9K for you? or You want to move along? I don't have anything else uh, myself.
1: Uh, we can move on, but I will know course history. More predictive here year over year than uh, most events on the PGA Tour. Does that mean we're
0: going to last year's winner and prior year sixth place Patrick Reed?
1: Except for Patrick Reed, he, he's not <laughs> he's exempt.
0: <laughs> I mean, Patrick Reed is exempt. We gave the, him a uh, shot.
1: He came t fifteen, so he's not blacklisted yet. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know.
0: He's not in his, my pool as of now.
1: You look at his driving
0: distance numbers; has been steadily going down over the last few years, and i have always. I don't know. You, got, you all, y'all know me. If you've watched this show for any length of time, I don't have to give the argument against Reed. You know, there's some bias there on my part for sure. So, uh, I am not on him this week. And I think again, this range is kind of ugly. Uh, I like the seven K range a good bit this week because, you know, Gooch I think is fine, but he's priced up now to eighty nine hundred. Not on Reed. Uh, definitely not on Wolf after last week. Homa, you get the California connection, and I get that, but he's also going to be somewhat popular um You know the guy I was hoping wouldn't be popular in here was McNeely, but uh, I see you've tagged him up. uh He grades out well in our expert rankings and uh, appears to be uh, he appears to be one of the more popular guys. So uh McNeely and Connors I think are the guys I like in here. But uh, go ahead, I'll let you talk about this range and uh, and McNeely. It looks like you like.
1: Yeah, I do like McNeely quite a bit. Um, grew up in California. Went to Stanford, so very familiar with the area. He's typically better on driver-heavy courses like this one. He's got a couple top 30s at this event. He's also got four straight top 30s on the PGA Tour, so kind of everything's going for him. Uh, He's a good putter on these type of greens as well. Um, So, yeah, I like McNeely. Don't mind him as an outright, too. I saw him on FanDuel 70-1. to Um, He's 45 on DraftKings. So uh, if you're looking for a bet, I don't mind that at 70-1. to Uh, Play the top five, top ten angle, too. Don't mind Wolf in MME, maybe just because I played him last week. So I kind of feel obligated to go back, but was in good form before um, kind of blowing up there last week. I think he was six over on the stadium course. And then he's pretty much out of it at that point. But um, he played well at the U.S. Open here last year. He also had a T21 in 2020. So I think he's interesting if uh, he's not going to be popular. And then Ryan Palmer always plays well in January for whatever reason, always plays well at this event. Uh, four straight top 21 finishes coming off of his best, uh, finish at the Sony T12. I think it was the best finish in like eight months. So rounding into form always plays this event. Well, um, he's going to be popular, but I think he's a pretty strong option at 81.
0: You know, I, uh, I mentioned in my article that, uh, Ryan Palmer will always give you a good uh, cut sweat. If oh, he's yeah. guaranteed to 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 straddle the line of the water on the 18th <laughs> yeah. hole on his 36th hole of the the tournament. If he's one stroke above the cut line, or if he's one stroke behind, to give you, um, you know, a birdie look to 10 footer to make the cut. It, the, the the sweat equity is very strong with Ryan Palmer, and that. Is the true indication that the PJ Tour season is back when we can talk yeah. about Ryan Palmer uh, being on the uh, the cut line? So uh, you know, so all there's in. Only, Ryan Palmer.
1: There's only one water hazard, and it is on 18. Uh, <laughs> so he will find. <laughs> so if he's playing, uh, if he starts on the front nine on the on the South Course on Friday, watch out.
0: We are going to look at that right now just to see if karma um, uh, happens. Oh, my God, he does. Uh, he's playing the north course tomorrow and starting on the back. He's playing the south course Friday, starting on the front. And, uh, you know, the, the rest is history. If this truly happens, it will be the most glorious moment. Well, it won't be because he's going to be in some of my lineups. But um, we'll at least have a clip to look back on. But I don't love a whole lot else in the 8K range. You got to take on anybody else other than the ones you just mentioned.
1: Not really. I like Gooch more on short courses. I like uh, Bazooten more on short courses. I think Connors is interesting. Uh, missed the cut last week, but such a good ball striker. I worry about his around the green, but he's going to be hitting more greens than most. So uh, I like your take there.
0: Yeah, he should get, be able to give himself some looks and under 10 percent. That hasn't happened. We haven't seen him under 10 percent um, in quite a while. So like that angle in GPPs. All right, um, let's dig down into the 7K range a little bit. And again, if you got questions, drop them in the live stream chat on our Roto Grinders free Discord server, slash Discord. We're in the live stream chat channel if you want to chat along with us. Uh, we dig into the 7Ks, and I mean, Justin Rose was a non discussion, a non, almost a guy that was just an afterthought from for dfs purposes for almost a full year and now all of a sudden uh he's gaining some steam again and it looks like uh you got him tagged up this week as a uh, maybe a tournament play so uh your take on uh, on old rosie there at 7900
1: yeah so this is similar to the reed situation uh he and i have never gotten along uh he cost me the draft kings world golf championship one year not that i'm bitter. Um, <laughs> But, hey, it's a new year, so we'll give him, uh, we'll give him one shot. Um, but, no, he's made nine straight cuts uh, worldwide, um, a few of them were in Europe. He's got a couple top tens during that stretch. Great track record here. He did miss a cut at the U.S. Open, and he did miss a cut in 2020. But before that, a uh, win, an eighth, and a fourth. And uh, he's rounding into form, so maybe this is the year that he kind of, you know, gets it going a little bit. So I like him as a tournament play. Um, I like Francesco Molinari, you know, shout out to my, my friend said that he was uh, grinding hard out, uh, out there at Riviera. And then, you know, we saw him last week popping the top 10. So perhaps he's uh, also trending. Uh, I heard on the broadcast last week that he's got a new swing coach. I can't remember who it was, but it was a a really good golfer, the same coach. So um, they're just uh, simplifying his golf swing. It sounds like he was top 10 here last year as well. So I think he's interesting at 7,600. Uh, other options: Keegan Bradley. I mean, I'll always play a little bit of him, but I think the upside's a little bit limited given his, you know, putting woes. But still, he's got a pretty good track record here at this price. You don't really need, you know, a top ten for him to pay that off. And then Luke List is going to be popular, but I think he makes a lot of sense as well. Another guy that's in good form and has good course history. That's kind of hard to get away from. Uh, Jason Day. What about Jason Day? Uh, finally made a cut. Bomber course.
0: You have mentioned Justin Rose, Francesco Molinari, and Jason Day in the last two minutes. What year is this? It,
1: it's the year of the veterans. Also, <laughs> also been playing a lot of Charles House. So.
0: Yeah, I am not on Day. I can get behind right now. I think I've got my pool pretty much, uh, pretty much cleaned up, and I've got Rose in it. I've got Molinari in it. I'm gonna stop short of Day. I think.
1: I, I don't have day either, but he he did. I was just scrolling through the names, and I was like, "Well, I mentioned all the other old guys, so
0: <laughs> make it the trifecta. Put it on the all the the all veteran lineup if you want, but yeah, I don't mind Molinari, I don't mind Rose, but day I'm out this week. I think um, what about Tringali. Yeah, I mean, this range I think is what's going to make or break lineups this week. You look at Tringali um, was another one that got off to a slow start last week, but I think he only missed a cut by one uh when all was said and done he was at minus six and the cut was minus seven so it's not like he's horrible uh so i like that i mean he was 9k or whatever a few weeks back now he's 7600 i think you can go back there neiman's another one that was some potential upside at 7700 you mentioned molinari uh if you're playing the 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 bomber angle i mean list is going to get some attention this week aaron wise has started to show a little more consistency um, you know, I, I think there's real strong options in here. Keegan's an option, and that's – I mean, that's probably more guys than I mentioned in the 8 and 9K range together that I think at this salary, I don't think their ceilings are that much lower than some of the, you know, the guys priced above them.
1: Yeah, and if you want a super dark horse, McKenzie Hughes. So, if you remember, he was in contention at the U.S. Open, and he hit uh, into the tree on that par three and they lost his ball. Um, I don't know if you remember that, and he kind of fell apart. I think it was on – Yeah. 10 or 11 or something. Um, so he was right there on Sunday. Um, he's actually made 12 straight cuts. He's gotten a lot longer off the tee over the last year or so. And so, yeah, he's got a great short game. So if he can get it together a little bit, a couple top fives coming in. Um, second place is last time out. So super dark horse. Uh, I don't mind McKenzie Hughes.
0: All right. Don't mind it uh, in GPPs. And, of course, you can also go back to obligatory Doug Gim reference uh, since uh, you know I was being asked about that right away. Uh, never can go wrong with uh, with Doug Gim. So he is seven K and only about three to four percent owned. So lots of options in this range that I think are going to go overlooked, and there's going to be some you know some woeful missed cuts in here as well. But uh, uh, I don't mind Gim. You know I, I always like him. Uh, he did uh, struggle on on Saturday and Sunday last week. Um, he was in. In the top 10 or 15 i think after the first couple rounds had a good round on the south uh the stadium course uh to to get himself in the mix but uh, disappointed a little bit on the weekend and uh, as usual it was the putter that let him down so uh, he'll be fine t to green and if he can if he can be stable enough with the putter i don't mind him as a lone guy uh, what about Mito? Mito was a guy we talked about a lot last summer and he kind of disappeared as well where's Mito come out in the model
1: Uh, He rates out pretty well, and I do have a pretty strong weight to course history this week. So his ball striking is kind of just carrying him through that because he's never played here before. So I'm trying to avoid, you know, the guys that are making their first appearance here. But um, he'd be on my short list of guys that I would play uh, in MMA.
0: Yeah, he is one of the few in that range that doesn't have a lot of course history. If you're looking at guys in that price range, you have. Uh Adam Hadwins made his last three cuts here. Cameron Davis has made four in a row. Snedeker, of course, has real strong course history here. Are you uh, playing Snedeker?
1: No. I am it's not. amazing. I was his course history is just amazing.
0: It is amazing. And he one year, uh, like you, not bitter about the the world championship. I am also not bitter about the uh the year where the weather turned to absolute crap at this tournament on Sunday. And all of my guys went backwards, and Snedeker like shot three under or something like that. It was the most ridiculous yeah. round in those conditions that you'll ever see. Uh, and had it not cost me money, I'd be, you know, I would have been amazed by it. But I was like twenty points clear for hundred k, and I just watched the. I think I scored negative points that day. I don't even think I fin- ended up finishing in like the top twenty. Of whatever contest that was, so I'm still spurned by that from uh, Snedeker. So uh yeah,
1: I, he was one of the few that finished on Sunday. He finished like three hours before the leaders. Yeah, the he leaders finished had to before go the back weather on bad. And The leaders and had to they, go back out on Monday, and it was even worse conditions.
0: Yeah, it was awful. It, it, it and the the suspension to Monday, and when I all when I already knew it was, you know, slipping <laughs> away. It was just it, it it postponed the disappointment another day, and it was bru- It was brutal. All thanks to Snedeker shooting three under on a round where guys were shooting like five over, six over, seven over par and uh, and and down with the ship. But uh, that's OK. We always remember the L's. and And that's one that I'll definitely remember just because of how bad the weather was. Not expecting that this week, though, for sure. Anything else above 7K that catches
1: your eye? I'll go back to Johnny Vegas, uh, let me down last week, another guy that got off to a really slow start, got within the cut line on Saturday, and then I think he doubled second to last hole or something. He's third in this field in driving distance, and he plays here all the time. Makes course history, but I'll play the bomber angle there. And then I like uh, Gary Woodland. I know he's been so hit or miss, but if you want a guy that has top 10 upside at a course that he feels very comfortable at, uh, I think he makes some sense at 7,300.
0: All right. Uh, also don't forget to check out uh, prize picks you can go to prizepicks.com or download their app. Use promo code grinders with your first deposit on prize picks, get a hundred percent bonus up to a hundred bucks. They don't have the finishing positions up for this week. And maybe they're not, uh, to post that, um, given the, uh, the, the, the early start, but, uh, they do have some interesting props on birdies are better in the first round and greens in regulation in the first round. And those are the ones I like uh, because you've got the North course guys. They they did bump them up a little bit, but uh, not a whole lot. So like the over-unders for a lot of these guys are, say, 12 greens in regulation uh, on the North course. I, I think that's uh, that's definitely doable. So you can get guys like Berger uh, or Shawfley or M at like 12 and a half. Uh, greens and regulation you know and take the over on some of those guys on the north course not expected to be a lot of wind tomorrow and i think uh, i think you'll see these guys hit plenty of greens so check them out they uh, offer you can get greens and regulation you can get fairways hit you can get birdies are better you can get total fantasy points uh, and a whole bunch of different sports in addition to golf as well so check that out at prizefix.com all right, uh, let's see. Let's uh, don't forget about Ricky. Gregorius the Wise says, don't forget about Ricky. You did not mention Ricky in your string of veterans there.
1: We did not. Uh, man, I just feel so bad for him. It's I not know. happening, I, I want man. him. I want him to play well. You know, he's we're all rooting not. for him. But yeah, yeah. And you can, I just can't put any more money on him. I've tried. I've tried and I've tried. So uh, yeah, I'll be rooting for him. And if he wins, uh, I'll be happy that he's only, you know, 1% on.
0: All right, uh, let's start digging into the values here. And, again, you can get a lot of guys in that 7K range, so you don't need to dig super deep into the punt-level plays. But uh, who's popping out for you under 7K this week?
1: Well, nobody, really. Uh, I don't like anybody in the 6K range other than Taylor Pendrit just because he's so long off the tee. Did miss another cut last week, but it was right on the number. Um, So I'll go back to him. I know he hasn't played the course before bramlett um does rate out pretty well he does have two made cuts here 45th and an 18th the last two years so i think you could look at him he's a really bad putter um and that's about it for me i mean i hope you have some more Uh, the other guy i forgot to mention patrick rogers at 7100 anytime he's in california anytime he's on a driver heavy course that's when i play him and uh tends to work out pretty good
0: i've got three guys under 7k in my player pool right now um the first one is Svensson. So Svensson, I think, is a really interesting case, and this is something that we talk about uh, quite often on this show. The guy, so what was Svensson like seventh a couple weeks ago? And then if you look at last week, um, pulling up last week's leaderboard, he was but, seventh
1: before the final round. Yeah.
0: So Svensson started 69, 67, 68. So he was tied for seventh before the final round. If he would have played reasonably well on Sunday. Svensson would be staring at back-to-back top tens right now, and how highly owned would Svensson be at 6,900 with back-to-back top tens? He'd be the highest owned, you know, punt play for sure. Or he wouldn't be priced at 6,900. Or he wouldn't have his, the odds that he has. However, you want to look at it. <clears throat> Instead, um, he made a triple um, and yeah, a triple and four bogeys on Sunday and lost a stroke and a half putting. And so he dropped from, you know, top 10 contention to 49th, uh, which whatever it happens. I, I mean, everybody's entitled to one bad round, particularly on that stadium course there. And, uh, you know, with not for that, he could be looking at back-to-back top tens. So Svensson, and he's all, only 4% compared to 15 or 20 or whatever he would be. So Svensson I do like. Um, and, and the guy I really like this week is Bramlett. Uh, and He's not quite as sneaky as I originally thought. Uh, But this is a talented guy horrible during the fall swing, but you look at his numbers to start the new year uh, it's been better 20th, 33rd in his first two starts. And, uh, and just the, you know, the the talent never went anywhere. I don't know if it's fatigue at the end of last year or whatever, uh, but he's another guy who was in the mix for a top 10 last week faded a bit on Sunday. um, You know, just couldn't get enough putts to drop and, and ended up finishing 33rd. So uh, he's a guy that I like, and also he does have some history here—45th and 18th in two trips—and uh, and with the you know his game maybe starting to turn around, uh, I like him a little bit. And then uh, I are at low ownership on a uh, you know a, a difficult course—I'll take some shots on him in, in GPPs as well. Don't have a real strong take there, but uh, he would be my third option under 7K. So they sell you on any of those.
1: Yeah, I agree on Bramlett. Um, and then love the Spenson call. Um, I bumped him up just now in my model. Uh, yeah, you mentioned it. If he would have been a little bit better on Sunday, he'd be super popular. He was a guy with a really good pedigree coming out of college. And he's played here before, too. He played here in 2019, made the cut. So I like the guys that have at least seen the course uh, before. So, yeah, I, I definitely agree on that one.
0: Perfect. Well, anybody else uh, last-minute golfer of the week? Otherwise, I think we're pretty well through it.
1: Yeah, I think we're good. Uh, Pick a winner for us.
0: Pick a winner. Let's go. uh, My wallet is probably better off if it's Berger, uh, but uh, I'll go Zalatoris. Why not?
1: Love it. That'd be a great spot for his first win. Uh, Unless he does it at the Masters, that'll be a better spot.
0: That uh, would be a good spot. The uh, Masters would be a solid spot for anybody's first win. Uh, you got any uh, – who's the, the 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 long shot bet? To, if somebody's looking at – I think you gave one earlier that was like 70 on FanDuel. Forget who that yeah. was, though.
1: Yeah, I like the McNeely on McNeely. FanDuel. Just seems like a bad price. He's like 45, 50 most books. And yeah, I think he's got some upside. Just whether he can close the door, uh, we'll see.
0: Well, it's a loaded field, so it should be a lot of fun to watch. Get the final round on Saturday. Get the golf through before the football starts on Sunday. You don't have to flip back and forth. It should be a lot of fun. So uh, with that, we've got Noto's other favorite Pro-Am event next week, the at t Pebble Beach. Uh, so uh, Noto will be anxiously. He's probably already starting to build lineups for that one. Uh, I'm coming with down the... with
1: something. I don't think I can make next week's show.
0: was <laughs> <Noto's laughs> coming down with COVID. Um, pep... Joking, of course. Uh, now I will feel terrible if you actually do end up getting sick or something. Um, but the, but I might not believe you if you do. We've got to catch 22 <laughs> exactly. on our hands. Uh, all right. So we've got the Pebble Beach Pro Am last week. Uh, next week, we've got the Waste Management Phoenix Open. There's an event everybody can get behind, even Noto. Uh, the week after that, and then the Genesis at uh, Riviera. So we really start to rev up, uh, into the, the spring season with the Honda, the Arnold Palmer, and the Players Championship in March. So Uh, Should be a lot of fun the weeks ahead and as football season ends, you start to get, see the, the, the golf prize pools get uh, bigger and bigger. So uh, with that, we'll call it a night. Thanks to everybody for watching. Thanks to Noto for joining me. Thanks to Steve for producing behind the scenes. We appreciate y'all hanging out with us and we will catch you next week. Good luck, everybody.